This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Wizarding World Lorecast, where we're going to take a deep dive into the world and lore of the Harry Potter universe, such as the creatures, the people, and yes, even the magic. Welcome everyone back to another episode of the Wizarding World Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, alongside with my co-host, Courier. How are you doing today, Courier? Uh, doing pretty alright. Sweet. So today we decided to change things up. Um, if no one has known, today as we're recording, um, I know this will drop on Friday, but as we're recording today on the 14th, we had a community day live stream for Hogwarts Legacy. And they showed about 40 minutes of new gameplay. And holy crap, this game needs to be out now. Uh, we only have a couple months left if you're on next gen and PC. So, I'm going to get the bad news out of the way first. Xbox One, PS4, uh, those ga- uh, those versions of Hogwarts Legacy will be coming out in April. And the Switch version, which did not have a release date prior, uh, is now coming out in July. So, old-gen console players, sadly to say, you will be getting the game two months later. And then Switch console players, you'll be getting it even later after that. Uh, but next-gen, so PS5, Xbox Series X, and S... And PC will get it in the February release date, just as planned. Uh, I feel like, and I think they touched a little bit on it, to where the whole reason that you they're delaying the previous gen is because they want to make sure that the games are perfectly fine to play through on the old hardware compared to the new. And they're, they were more focused on the new hardware, which is makes sense because that's the new stuff out, so... Um, but yeah, this, this new live stream showed so much more stuff. Uh, they kicked it off to where they were exploring the grounds, uh, after, um, past Hogwarts. So they showed us brooms, um, some flying maneuverability. You can customize your broom, which is really cool. Uh, you can get different brooms in Hogsmeade, they did say, um, but since it is in the 1800s, brooms aren't not as advanced as they are as we see in the films or in the books. So you can only fly a broom for a so much of a period of a time before you would have to like wait for that to cool down because brooms aren't to where you can fly them at long distances like they are in the films or the books, which is very interesting. Yeah, but like they said, lore-wise, the reason why this is is that since it's the late 1800s, the guy that you get all these brooms from in Hogsmeade is the one that's creating all the newer brooms. So, I th- if I might think we might be meeting the guy who might create the Nimbus series, which would be cool. Maybe, sure. maybe the Nimbus yeah. series, maybe the Combat series. Who knows? Um, 
And then uh, they went a little deeper. They showed a little bit of Hogsmeade um, where they they filled it up with other people, with other wizards, because it is the only wizard wizarding community um, in England or in Europe, per se, um, compared to all of uh, the other all of uh, Europe. It's mostly Muggle communities. Hogsmeade's the only wizarding town. Which Hogsmeade, if you've seen, is not that big. Um, but then they showed even more with the mounts. So you actually get your mount out of a bag. So just like if you watch Fantastic Beasts and how Newt has beasts in his little briefcase that he can just put in or put come uh, bring them out. The same thing is going to be doing with your mounts. So they showed the Onyx Hippogriff mount, which is the pre-order bonus that you get for pre-ordering the game. Uh, it's literally just a black feathered uh, hippogriff. And there is no time strength on flying mounts compared to brooms, which is super nice. So you don't have to worry nice. about like having to cool down when you're flying on a like on a mount. And it looks so good, and you can you, you can ride if uh, most of the mounts, all the flying mounts, you can uh, ride them like a horse. So you can use them as a ground mount, or you can take to the skies, which is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then they showed a lot of a uh, different. There's going to be different biomes outside of Hogwarts. There's going to be like this swampish area that you can explore. There, you can go to the Forbidden Forest. Apparently, the map will open up more uh, pretty early on in the game to where you can explore. And if you go and watch the trailer and look at the mini-map when they get to Hogsmeade, there is a lot to do just in Hogsmeade, let alone when you're flying around the map. There's a lot. So, that's what they really showed with that. With the first part, the second part, they went more into a deeper dive of combat. So, with that being said, they showed off some of the deluxe edition stuff that you'll get that you can get if you buy the deluxe edition of the game, or you can actually buy the deluxe pack separately after the game's released. So, you don't have to buy the deluxe edition if you don't want to at the get go. But you'll get a uh, dark arts battle arena. You'll get the Dark Arts uh, cosmetic set and the Threstral mount. So they showed the Threstral. Uh, comes out of your bag just like a Hippogriff or any of the other mounts um, that you get to ride. The Dark Arts cosmetic is more of like a Dark Wizard vibe. Kind of like a pre-Death Eater because you have a mask and everything on. Very creepy, skeletal look. But the cool thing... so. They say in the base game, there's going to be two different battle arenas in the base game. Uh, when you go into these battle arenas, you're going to have a preset abilities um, and try to complete challenges and defeat waves of enemies. Uh, the dark arts arena is going to be specifically going to be focused around the three unforgivable curses, which they do show actual gameplay of the three unforgivable curses in this live stream and holy crap imperio sounds exactly what it is once you target an enemy with it it's going to they're going to start attacking one of their allies 
kind of kind of figure with that. Uh, Crucio uh, deals damage over time and stuns an enemy when they get hit by it. And then Avocadabra, I mean, as we know in Harry Potter, it's the killing curse. It, one hit from it, you're dead. Unless you're Harry. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but in game, it's the exact same. Like, one hit, they're dead. Now, the downside to the killing curse in game is once you use it, you're on a long cooldown period. They didn't specify how long the period is, but it's, I would imagine at least a couple minutes. Typically, I want to say probably like a two-minute cooldown, if not a little bit longer. Uh, but it is a one-hit kill on anything. They even show like trolls, which are bosses, in the some of the waves in the uh, battle arena, and it literally killed it instantly like it melted the entire health bar and yeah and then the one of the community managers did say that um if you curse multiple enemies with any of the three unforgivable curses and then use the killing curse any of them so when you curse like someone with Curcio, they're gonna have like a green X on them while they're stunned. Same with you use Imperia when they're under the Imperius curse. But then if you use Abracadabra on any one of those greened axed enemies, all the other enemies that have green axes are gonna die. They like they drop dead. So it like rebounds to other uh cursed enemies. So you can like wipe out multiple enemies at a time if they're cursed multiple times. So that 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 was cool to see. Um, combat is very fluid. Uh, using Protego to counteract other spells. Using um, objects to hit targets at a distance. Um, there's going to be... Uh, different ancient spells that you'll be able to learn in game and with these ancient spells once you progress the story further enough during combat there's going to be some instances with the r1 and l1 or the the left and right bumpers of your controller if you're on console which is what they were playing on they were playing on ps5 so with they had, I think, L1 pop-up for one, which you use one ancient spell for that, and it, like, uh, takes away their shields if they have a shield up. If they have both L1 L- and R1, L1 and R1 popped up, you'll do a much damaging spell, which could take a big chunk of their health and possibly hit other enemies around them in combat. So, yeah, combat's going to be very fluid, very, very fast, much fast-paced. Um, yeah, wa- watch that. They took about, I want to say, a good 10 minutes of just combat alone and showcasing that because they went much of in a deeper dive with it. Um, and then the last part, of the live stream which is probably my favorite so we as we found out as i said earlier we're going to be able to customize our want or customize our brooms 
But then the room of requirement, your home in Hogwarts, will be fully customizable to you. And when I say fully customizable, I mean fully customized. You can literally put rugs, you can put decor all over the place, get different crafting stations, get uh, change the crafting stations to different styles, change your colors. Like, and they only showed like the first room in the room requirement. If you watch the uh, live stream, you can see there's like a, uh, two corridors on either side, one through enter that expand more into it and who knows what that will have but uh they show to where you can get uh by playing the game your first thing that you're going to unlock in the room requirement is going to be the uh identified end of identified station to where you're going to identify gear and then you can unlock that gear to be able to use and then you can use that gear and unlock a loom for a loom station to where you can put different perks on your gear such as like five percent like you take 25 percent less damage from goblins or 25 percent less damage from trolls and so forth of the, all the different creatures that you'll be facing um you can change the look of your outfit all the all the gear that you get you can completely change the look of them that uh they did say about that uh you'll be able to brew potions uh craft tools for combat so uh, another thing they showed in the battle arena is you can get these plants to use as like bombs or uh, traps in combat so you can get like these giant um oh what's the plant called um venus fly traps basically that can catch enemies and like stun them or like take health out of the enemy that you can grow in your in the room of requirement. Um, you craft different potions, such as the uh, I can't remember what the potions. The there's the where well, there's the healing potion, which I can't remember. It starts with the W. I can't remember the top of my head. There's a potion that basically makes your skin into stone to where you take less damage. Uh, there's a potion. There's the focus potion which will increase the cooldowns of all your different spells that you have in your uh, repertoire, such as like if you want to use the Focus Potion after you cast uh, Avracadabra, it's going to shorten the cooldown for that so you can use it faster. But uh, by also upgrading your gear, you get different defenses uh, on those gear, so you can use... Like, they showed, like, you're wearing, like, a casual, like, autumn vest sweater, um, which has zero defense. But then you can go to the loom and upgrade it to where it has 16 defense as the first stage. And then, like, so forth, you get more and more defense for the higher upgrade you get. And to upgrade these, you need to use um, creature materials. And that's when they went into beasts. So... In the room of requirement, you basically have these uh, magical beast emporiums that you can walk into. And by progressing through the game, you're going to have, uh, you're going to be saving other magical uh, creatures from like poachers or dark wizards that are trying to uh, get materials from these uh, creatures and animals. 
but you save them, put them in this emporium, and then you can get these materials just by taking care of these uh, animals and these creatures. So, with that, like, you get to feed them, you get to pet them. They showed uh, four different uh, magical creatures in these emporiums. Uh, they showed a, a grunghorn, which is a big, big creature. Which, like, its face is kind of like Cthulhu-esque with a tentacle thing. But it has, it's like on a four, it's a four-legged body that it's like kind of like a giant cow. And then you have, like, the moon calf, which is these little blue long-necked uh, creatures. You have the niffler, which everybody loves nifflers. I mean, they're adorable. And then they showed a, a kenzel, which is like a cat. But then by taking care of these animals and creatures, you get to uh, get the materials to upgrade and uh, add traits to your equipment and all your gear. And you can also fully customize the entire interior of the of this emporium. You can add a cottage. You can add uh, foliage. You can add benches, ruined, um, broken down ruins, parts of a ruins that you can put in there. Um, they show that you once you progress further in the game, you can unlock different. Um, stations for the emporium specifically to where you can um where instead of you feeding the animals and the creatures you have like a, a creature feeder that you can set up to where they can just go get food and it just does it automatically through magic and then you can also they showed off to where you can get like a ball pen and like play with animal play with the creatures with just balls giant balls that they can throw around and all that fun stuff. And they've also confirmed there's more than one Emporium that you can get. There's a, an Emporium for all the different biomes. So you can completely change the Emporium depending for what creature that you get. So th th there's going to be a lot for this game. Like, a lot. Um, and then... At the very end, they said, Oh, we have an extra surprise. And they just show you going through the headmaster's, like... Uh, office. And you, like, disappear into a book. If that was you. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that was you. Or if that was supposed to be, like, Tom Riddle. Or what. I don't know. Um... But you disappear into a book, just like Harry did in Tom Riddle's diary. So that's all we know from that. But the game looks epic. It looks so good. Oh, yeah. I know you haven't seen it yet, Courier. But just from what I was saying, are you excited for anything that I just went over? Yeah, I'm excited for all the. I'm honestly super pumped for all the customization. I not I'm was not expecting to have so much customization in this game. I'm going to spend probably hours just customizing the room requirement to what I would like to to look like 
and same with my emporiums like that's it's ridiculous oh yeah i'm gonna spend hours and hours on that though i am curious if there's dementors in this game because i want to know if we have a patronus that we can use they have yet to show that yeah they've they've really they've only shown honestly the four creatures that i went over uh like then this live stream was the first time they really showed more creatures besides like your enemies with dark wizards and like goblins um i mean and i guess in the first like legitimate like the first reveal trailer they did for the game they did show a dragon it was an iron belly so they did show that and they showed hippogriffs but um yeah i i'm curious what other creatures are going to be in the game and i'm very very curious like on how like our ancient magic they say that you're like you have specific talents for this ancient magic hence what probably why you're starting as a fifth year compared to you know us starting as a first first year and going through hogwarts Mm. apparently you're a late bloomer that that's all we really know about our character is yeah you were a late bloomer so your magic abilities didn't like pop up until you're 15 instead of like 11 or 10 so yeah i'm i'm super pumped for this game i need it now i'm i well we're only two months away now like uh, literally like two months now exactly two months almost if not a little bit uh, earlier than that. So, yeah. And uh, I'm expecting them probably going to do another live stream next month before the game releases in February, since it's the first week of February when the game drops. So I have a high suspicion that they're doing one more live stream at least to show more of the game and, like, teased a little bit more. But the game just looks massive. It looks it's so mu- it looks so much fun. Like the exploration for this game is going to be immersive. There's going to be so much to explore in this game. And it looks like a lot to do too. Oh yeah. Oh, and they did show. Um, so when they started the live stream, it was like autumn time, spring slash autumn, uh, and then they used uh, dev commands to change it to winter. And the entire game looks like the atmosphere is so much different being covered in snow. And just like we see in the films, like you see the start of the films, it's in the spring or it's in the summer to the autumn air uh, time. And then it goes into winter, like halfway through the film. Um, and they said that Hogsmeade and Hogwarts is go- they're going to decorate the castle in Hogsmeade for all the holidays so like valentine's christmas halloween uh and so forth like they're going to decorate the castle in hogsmeade for each of these uh holidays and for the time of the year which is going to give even more immersion yeah i did i can talk about this game all day long it it's it's something i've been ever wanting but um as everybody knows uh uh courier is there anything else you want to say 
I know this is going to be a short episode since we're just doing the recap for Hogwarts Legacy today. Uh, I think that about covers it. Okay. Well, yeah. everybody, um, uh, before we head on out, I do want to thank everybody who supports the show and uh, let uh, reviews and rate us on Spotify. Um, please put a review and rate on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you put go on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review with some words, we will shout it out on the next episode of the show once you put that on. Uh, with Spotify, you just give us stars. Uh, all the stars can help us. Um, five, four or five stars specifically will help the show grow. Um and then I also want to remind everybody we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash wizardingworldlorecast to where you can get ad-free episodes. You can uh, even join us on the end of the month of every month to just talk about Harry Potter or anything in the Wizarding World. And uh, also you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net to where you can find us on there. You can find me on my other show, Holocron Histories, with my co-host Teacup, to where we go over all the Star Wars lore. Uh, me and Courier are both on the Discord, where you can just talk with us about games or whatever we're on in any of the Discord servers. There's Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed, Witcher, Elder Scrolls. So, so, so much on the Robots Radio Network. And it is ever-growing, and from what I understand, we might do a holiday or end-of-the-year uh, get-together or something like that for all of us show hosts. So we'll, uh, I will post talk about that at some other point once we get more fine details on that. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I think that's all we got for this episode. And I guess we will see everybody next week. And remember, the wand chooses the witch or wizard. Thank you for listening to Wizarding World Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can follow us on Twitter at www.lorecast. And you can email us at wizardingworldlorecast at gmail.com.